0: <laughs> I suppose we can get into it. Thank you. Oh, well, wait, what did I say thank you for? And you know what? I'm going to leave it in there. A, welcome back. A, That's just, what I meant to just say. Just a
1: thank you for everybody. Just thank you. Just <laughs> common courtesy. It is
0: Right? Just thank you for, you know, for being, listening. Yeah. But yeah, welcome to the the Tank Rodriguez Show, uh, Tank and Friends, Top 10 Tuesday Horror, Pot of Horror Podcast. You know, name you know uh, show name pending. That's right. I actually
2: came up with some uh, ideas. Oh yeah, but they were all stupid. What are think? they? Oh come on. one, we, wait, the wrestling show Stable of Studs. I know it's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great, that's a great show. <laughs> um, one I thought was uh, the Wolfman's Got Nards podcast. Ooh, I like that one. Uh, the other one was Thrill Me podcast. Ooh, I like that one too. I was, uh, there's a lot of
0: that one's. Uh, I and, uh, like
2: that one. Were, Tuesday, I was just coming up with fun things Tuesday's I like.
1: Tuesdays Thrill Me Thrill podcast. Me podcast.
0: Tuesdays. Well, because it's not always going to be top ten, right? I think that's.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll probably you know. branch off. We think we're going to talk about a few different things today. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah well. Anyway. Yeah. We'll, well, we'll give it some more thought. But yeah. We'll give it we'll some it, more just, thought. Just I mean, show I, name pending. I, I would vote for anything. It's got Nards in the title. Yeah. Yeah. In the title. Um, it plus, it's, it's the best line for the Monster Squad exactly. movie.
0: And Nards just gives a good idea for shirts. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I mean, we could also uh, we could also just call ourselves uh, the My Name Is Horace podcast. I
2: like it. <laughs> Shotgun guy my name is horse
0: that's awesome I like that uh, but yeah of course I'm Tank Rodriguez we're joined with uh, Derek and uh, uh, James Dean as he's called in the wrestling podcast
2: <laughs> I did not come up with
0: that <laughs> Jimmy Dean you know, you know okay. Jimmy Dean <laughs> I gotta give him credit though. Like you're always like, if it's the horror show or if it's the wrestling show, you dress accordingly, and I respect that so it's much. It's Not planned. Are like, you serious? I don't
2: think it is. I like today. It wasn't planned.
0: Yeah. What are you? You like? I love '80s horror, and you're wearing a Stephen King shirt, and then for I the mean, Thursday show, could, yeah. Be I 80s. mean, this
2: could be his everyday yeah. workwear though. Like,
0: but I, Thursday he came and wearing a wrestling shirt.
2: I know, but because I have, dude, I don't want to tell. You. I literally. It was not planned today. I mean, I might have. I think I wore one time. I was going to wear our horror cl- or our, um, oh, our wrestling, wrestling club t-shirts, sure. and we didn't film that day. So I think it was the only time I actually had it planned and it didn't even work out. So man, that's well. I, I would have loved it better if you, if uh, you just yeah. I planned for yeah, it, I yeah, coordinated. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, well, uh, I, I know y'all had something. Well, I mean, I, yeah, we're, we're, I planned it. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. anyway. Totally less not cool. coincidental. Yeah. Totally less cool. Uh, real quick shout out to uh, our Canadian listeners. Hello, uh, Canada. I- Isabella yep. Rodriguez. Hey. Uh, hey. know, hey. <laughs> uh, you know, avid listener to the podcast, was telling her moms about it, wanted us to talk to, uh, about Hotel Hell, coincidentally enough. You know, we already talked about it. But hey, thanks for listening.
2: Yeah, Hotel Hell is a great movie. It's yeah. actually uh, one of the best taglines on a movie poster of all time. It takes all kinds of critters to make. Uh, farmer Vincent's Fritters.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he remembers that, you have to know that, that it's... It, James loves it. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. It's
2: one of my favorite t-shirts I own.
1: Yeah. And then... Um... <laughs> Always a spooky VHS cover, too, I want to say that, great. like too. The the two, like, farmer couples... With, the heads, them, the, with the heads in the ground? heads yeah. in the ground. I was, like, planting heads.
2: But, I mean, dude, that... Uh, when he has the pig head and the chainsaw. I would, I so it. I
1: was going to say that. It is the... Uh, yeah, it's one of the uh, early uses of, like, pig head in horror, like... For all the people out there that think thought of that, they actually got it from yeah. Motel Hell or at least like, I'm gonna, some semblance I'm of gonna it. I'm going to do a
2: shameless plug right now. So okay. uh, I do this zine called Dream Evil, um, which is just basically dedicated. It's drawings of movie villains and monsters I happen to love. And one of my favorite drawings I've done in the entire series of zines was actually Farmer Vincent and his pig mask.
0: Nice. Yeah, so, so do you yeah. still... Mean, do you do that actively now or uh, i'm
2: actually working on the third volume as we speak i was trying to get it done by octo by halloween but it just has been so crazy I suppose it's probably going to be a november release but you can hit me up on jhd_artist on instagram uh, and i will have links for my uh, all my different
0: there we go artistic
2: endeavors on there
0: and if you're looking for it again just look in the, uh, the t- shameless park the detail yeah. section of this podcast however you're listening to it uh, but yeah, before we get into the top ten, that's right. Uh, y'all wanted to to uh, have some words.
2: Yeah, well, so well, I mean, not in that sense, <laughs> like that,
0: yeah. Guess,
1: like, uh, We're gonna have some.
0: Uh, and actually, you know what? This is no way I, I before, 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 yeah. yeah you know, before we start, oh, this is how dare you How dare y'all? I'm get the how out. How dare y'all exactly. I I I give you the keys to the throne, and y'all shit on me. Look, we shit but, on you. We didn't
1: shit on you. We shit. No, on no, no.
0: Maybe not Derek, but James knew. James knows no, I like that No, he knew. too.
1: The movie's just bad. I mean, I'm telling well, you. The movie's bad. I, I didn't know at the time that it, I couldn't, or I didn't remember that Tank was the one who brought it up. I thought it was, I thought it was just a listener that had, that had brought it up. No, or, I, I... Or somebody I,
0: brought it up in passing. It brought it um, up on his Facebook. I was like, because he was talking about horror movie adjacent. Uh, okay.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I thought it was, it was a funny word. And I was like, hey... Uh, I'm, I know he has to like repo the genetic genetic opera. You it has say. ogre. It has skinny puppy. How do you not like? I him don't love like skinny
2: puppy. Yeah, exactly.
0: You think skinny puppy is gonna you know do something that's trash? No, of course not. But uh, apparently <laughs> you ah! think he did. I wasn't <laughs> to this. He, the eye roll just a minute ago. Yeah, but, uh, this should be on video. Um,
2: <laughs> look, and I love horror musicals, but uh, I want to tell you, man. Just, look. Uh,
1: Different, uh, as they say, different strokes for different, different folks. folks. I, I guess. That, that,
2: that movie is like as if Jinko Jeans was a movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Two uh, things that I, I, I actively enjoyed
1: in, of course in, you in did. my younger years. Yes, of course. Hey, if you can't match the width of your leg <laughs> to the width of your pant size, like then you're not wearing the right jeans. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> I've
0: I, like, never owned a big pair of, like,. Uh, uh, ba- those big jinkos mm-hmm. I l- always liked the ones and <laughs> it sounds so lame. It had like the, like the stripe on the side. Oh yeah, the <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. So laughs> reflective. No, not a re- not, no no. It was yeah, more the, re- yeah. more of a reflective like thin stripe. Yeah. I thought I was the coolest guy in the world.
2: Yeah. I uh, <laughs> remember trip. Yeah, From I used to, Hot Topic? My, yeah, si- yeah. my
0: sister in law actually used to own a Goth store in mm-hmm. Ingram Park Mall. Mm-hmm. Like around two thousand eight is obviously before y'all came to Texas, but. Yeah, we sold nothing but trip pants. That was like our, one of our biggest sellers. I'm not shocked.
2: <laughs> I was a huge, because I'm old. I, I like, I grew up on goth. I, that was my, yeah. you know, uh, goth and first wave hardcore punk like stuff. But I, I was, I loved goth, but I love the new romantic era of goth when people dress like. Frilly vampires. Once everybody started dressing like fucking steampunk goth, yeah, all that stuff. Once the people start wearing goggles, I was like, Nah, man.
1: Did anybody? Did anybody ever do Lost Boys goth? Because I feel like that—that's just a I missed mean, opportunity. That was like the beginning. That no, was called the '80s, right? <laughs> exactly. No. So, like, yeah, yeah the so, like, band was called the Cult.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you'll—you'll you'll catch like the new wave scene in San Antonio. They kind of dress like that, and they still have the hair. Big shout out to DJ Detra, uh, Detrimental, great guy. Used to be in a band with him, and he actually. He's probably responsible for keeping like that scene alive, where it's just, like the cool side of the god, not the South Park god that yeah, you you're, exactly. that you're probably used well, to.
1: I I, I, appreciate, I appreciate it. Yeah. When I was uh when I was in high school, I used to uh, I used to work at uh, Pacific Sunwear. Pac uh, Sun Pac Sun, Pac Sun, big shout out to Martha, best boss ever. Uh, if you're listening. I haven't talked to you in twenty years, but <laughs> still, you rocked. Um, and yeah, we sell a ton of Jenkos, like Jenko jeans. They were like they were like the big thing. I never really got the idea number. The one thing I hated about Jinkos is you just couldn't wear them in the
2: rain.
0: Yeah, I like, hated they pretty
2: everything much... about them. They looked fucking ridiculous. You look like a world class <laughs> asshole. Like, there's no reason to have your pants that big. <laughs> and then with the fucking rainbow jewelry, oh, God, <laughs> Put both barrels in the mouth. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> Sorry. So, so
1: <laughs> what? What he's re- what he's really trying to say, folks, if you're listening, is. It, if you wore Chenko jeans with huge pant legs and you watched mm-hmm. Repo the Genetic Copper and liked it... Um,
2: look, uh, I have friends that this is alienating right now. I have yeah. people who this I'm, is am I'm 0 for 2 in, in James's <laughs> friend. <Sorry. laughs> and I should, put a, I should, I should put a double it. barrel in my
1: mouth on no, no. that. <laughs> that's right. Hey, look, man. That's I called it, it like such season. Hey, that's different right. strokes,
2: different folks. No. That's, but that's, if you put
1: here, My mama used to say... Polish a turd is still a turd. That's right. <laughs> I say that's, and that. Yeah. And that is. Uh, this
2: really went off the rails yeah, real all right. quick.
1: Yeah, this we horror were podcast. We actually just wanted to talk about horror movies we watched this week. Yeah, so that's, let's that's, get back on track. You
0: Fred. brought up jinkos. FYI.
2: Did I? I don't know. I don't okay, know. Yeah, I did. This, so This is what happens. You bro-
0: yeah. I brought a repo.
2: Anyways. All right, we're going to go back. So the reason is, I, so I watched a few movies this week I want to talk about, but I knew you had went to go see, Derek, you went to go see uh, Zombieland 2, and I was really curious what your take on it was.
1: I did go see Zombieland 2. I will say for me, um, as a knows, I love Zombieland. I think it's great. It um, doesn't take itself too seriously. This one definitely doesn't take itself too seriously either. It is a, uh, I'll say if you're looking for just a fun zombie killing movie um then it's right up your alley like there's really we said this before like there are just some movies that don't require like they just don't require a huge amount of thought like to watch and enjoy them uh we would say was summer party massacre yeah um you just watch it it exactly is what it is um the characters are pretty similar um there's i mean 10 years difference obviously you can tell but it it was a fun they had some that's some pretty impressive zombie kills uh which i thought were kind of cool they, they started breaking up the zombies into like categories. My, my favorite one, uh, not to spoil it too much, is is the Homer, which is a dumb zombie, uh, which is pretty <laughs> funny. And they found a really creative way to bring uh, Bill Murray back. Um, nice. For a really great scene like at the, at the, at the very end. Um, yeah, okay. So I thought it was kind of cool. Like I heard he was going to be back in it. And yeah, I thought like, the trailer. Oh, you know, like please don't like have him come back as a zombie. And um, But they found just a really kind of unique, way to do it that i thought was like really fun um and it was just a great nod to bill murray which i thought was fantastic so overall like f- a fun movie very similar to the first one like has some additional rules that were in there um kind of got to meet some other survivors which is kind of cool
2: um yeah that's probably part i liked with the uh, from the trailer is like how they have the like almost like doppelgangers in the other crew yeah <laughs> It was uh, What's-His-Face yep.
0: Wilson, Owen Wilson's uh, oh, brother.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to think.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, Thomas Militech's, uh character. Luke um, Wilson? Fla- yeah, Flagstaff. Luke Wilson, yeah. Flagstaff, and I forget who Luke Wilson's character was, but yeah, they were pretty much like the West Coast version of yeah. of like Tallahassee and in, uh, in Columbus, um, which is really super <laughs> funny, except for like Columbus calls his, he has rules, and uh, Flagstaff calls them commandments, which is, <laughs> I found super funny. I love uh, it. It's a little biblical there, but... Times um, Middle But yeah, uh, it, was, it was a good movie though. And uh, I also watched uh, Madman, which is uh, something we talked about last week that I had not seen. Um, and I will say that was a great movie. Good recommendation. And that guy's a fucking beast. Yep. Like, you were not kidding around when you said that, that like he was like a presence on screen. Yeah. Like, that guy was just an animal. You want to run um, from that dude. Yeah, you it, would never. Like, they got that guy could be like two miles away, and if I saw him coming, I would still like yeah you're bolt, going bolt the, in the other direction.
2: I love that there's a sequence in the movie that they it's I don't know how many people catch up, but like catch on it when the first time they see it, but they show how strong that character is even with the beginning of the movie those they they have those multiple guys trying to take the axe yeah. out of the stump and then later on in the movie. M.A.R. just comes by and
1: pops it right out. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty much like Thor's
2: hammer, just yeah. like... Yeah, it's a great movie, though. glad it, but, you liked it, I'm glad you watched it. Now you gotta watch Pieces, though. Yeah, I know, it's it's next on my list. I just, uh, I
1: ran out of time. I found myself watching a lot this week, a lot of, like, throwback movies, so um, I ended up, like, partly watching Slumber Party Massacre, um, like, while I was doing other stuff. I, I for, again, if we talk about boob count, I, I I just forget how much, like gratuitous nudity is in that movie um <laughs> just a lot of ass washing that's, a, that's funny i noticed like a lot of women in showers and,
2: and like that was s- a big thing in the 80s a lot of showers yeah i was and like, like wow, the
1: school showers like yeah group shower scenes i was and... like no i, I yeah. i've never been uh never been present journey uh uh all girls sleepover i don't know if people get us naked in front of each other at sleepovers <laughs> as they do in 80s movies but they just don't care don't care. Different times, just, just stripping it down yep. and putting your jammies on. But good um, times. And I don't know how you don't notice people looking in the window at you. Oh. But back in the time where you can leave your doors unlocked. For Innocence. Was a, Innocence was a thing a in the 80s. A where, yeah. where apparently perverts were not
2: highly visible. So, <laughs> uh, what did you watch this week, though? Well, I should watch three things. Um, oh, so right. I'll save the most. Um, well, so the first thing I saw that I wanted to talk about, was actually the Hulu original Little Monsters. I So when I heard about the movie, I've heard a lot of things, like I've seen press for it, people saying they liked it. Right away, like two things, like zombie and horror comedy, I'm always like a little, Ugh. I don't know how that's yeah. going to be. Not necessarily my favorite uh, genre contemporarily. Um, but I loved it. I actually thought it was, it, first off, Lupita Nyong'o can do no wrong. She's so, she owns a screen. She's beautiful. She's charismatic. She's, in this, she's like, She's super crushworthy because like she plays as this kindergarten teacher. Um, uh, basic plot is this uh, kind of slacker guy, musician musician guy moves in with his sister and her son, and he's a slacker piece of crap and he's like doesn't take anything seriously, um, but he takes his his really and the kid who plays the nephew so, so he's the most likable little kid. Um, but he takes him to school and he like he falls for Lupita Nyong'o's character. So they go to this, it's in Australia, they go out to um, this like wildlife park. There's a zombie outbreak at this local military institution. So this guy and Lupita and Yango have to take care of these kids. Uh, Josh Gad is in it. I normally fucking hate Josh Gad. I find him the most insufferable on-screen presence. Ah, but he's really good in this and he kind of plays off of that even a little bit. Um, he's actually really funny in this. This movie had me laughing out loud multiple times unexpectedly. And at the end, it had so much heart. Um, even includes like terrible pop music, but it made me like it in the most endearing way. So, high, big recommendation for Little Monsters. It's a great flick. Uh, caught me by surprise. Uh, second movie I want to talk about was a movie from the '80s I had never seen, called Doom Asylum. Um, Ooh, I've never se- I've never heard of that either. Me neither. I'd heard heard about it, but I it just. You know, I would see, like, the original poster work for it. And I always thought the makeup design that they had for the original, like, on the poster was cool. But, um, interesting enough, it's C- Kristen Davis's first movie from Sex and City, and oh. she looks fucking super cute in this movie. I never found her that attractive on Sex I mean, she's, like, the sweet one. She's super cute in this movie. It actually also stars Patty Mullen, uh, uh, Frankenhooker, in two roles. <laughs> wow. And, and it has Ruth <clears throat> Collins, who's sort of, like horror royalty kind of. I mean, she's in um Deadly Embrace. She's in Psychos in Love, which is another movie if you've never seen. It's a pretty crazy movie. Um but yeah. But that's the good part of it. The rest of it so the the movie is like it's literally titled as like a, a horror comedy and it is neither scary nor funny. It's very <laughs> late eighties, but that's the best <laughs> I can say about it. The best thing about it is seeing uh, a young Kristen, Kristen Davis running around in a uh, bikini in oh, like a one piece that's, and Patty Mullen who is I'm, I'm
1: looking at the pictures right now good lord oh my lord uh, very uh, pleasant but oh, so well, I'm going to go back to my previous 80s comment
2: um, innocent, more innocent times yeah. like back then yeah uh, so so the movie I really wanted to talk about though is I saw three from hell and this is going to play a part into when we go into my list but um, man so uh, so disappointing honestly yeah um, the movie had no reason to exist outside of a cashin. I mean literally yeah. so um, yeah it, it, it's really so it features Richard Brake who um, was great in 30, yeah, 31 the greatest thing about 31 he's yeah. a great actor yeah he is um, he was the I mean um, I'll be honest I didn't even give a shit about seeing the sequel seeing like the you know the sequel to um House of a Thousand Corpses and uh, Devil's Rejects, I really wanted to see just how Richard Brake was incorporated to that. But the movie has no point. The ending is sort of like, what? And like, well, I don't want to say any more, much more of that because I'm going to talk about this when I get to my number 10 movie. But I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen I, it?
1: I did, I did see it. Um, yeah, I, I was just really disappointed. And it I guess part of me wondered as I was watching the movie, and we probably talk about more when you when you do your... your uh, List, but um, I just always wonder like how different it would have been if Sid Haig was involved. I don't know if part of this was like it was just so redundant and not needed because of rewrites because they kept having to take him out. Um, you know, RIP Sid Haig, great, great guy, um, and great actor, my yeah, yeah, in the horror world. But man, it's um, depressing
2: because he is so obviously on death's door,
1: yeah, and, and that was sad. And I was like, all right, well, like, kind of, here's a guy that's in prison, like okay I, I think it was kind of a f- I'm not, not say fitting look because we know it was real yeah. and not uh, movie makeup yeah. I, I guess my, I read an interview that said he was like so close to death's door like when filming this that they couldn't even get the insurance yeah. to like have him film they had to like create a whole bunch of disclaimers just to film the minimal scenes that he was in yeah uh, which was really sad So I just wondered in, my, in the back of my mind when I was watching it that like this could have been such a different movie. If he had been up to health and was able to do it, and but mm-hmm. um, that was sad. Yeah, I think, that, that's, that, I think that was a sad part for me watching it, knowing how much I really like *House of Thousand Corpses*, how much I really like *Devil's Rejects*. But yeah, to your point, I feel like it was it was really just unnecessary. Like I really hope
2: they'd gone like some like supernatural element to it. And, and it loses um, any of the bite. Like they become almost humanized by the end of the movie. Like that. They just, if you see the progression from House of a Thousand Corpses, where they're straight up maniacs, to Devil's Rejects, where they're maniacs, but more realistic maniacs. They're not, like, cartoonishly maniacs, like they're in the first movie. To this, they're just sort of, like, bad people, but they're not... My favorite sequences were actually with um, uh, when uh, Baby, Sherry Moon Zombie, is in prison, with uh d, d d wallace d wallace which you know i was just happy to see that love her um and the, i thought those sequences were great yeah. um i love um you know he has a great aesthetic and i love when his stuff is filmed in the 70s and like you know everything feels like you know kind of authentically 70s but even this movie felt like kind of half-assed i don't know the whole thing just felt half-assed to me yeah um
1: yeah, I definitely think that, and all right, I have, to, I have to say this because I really feel like with this trilogy of movies, like, mm-hmm. it's the one thing that bugged me wholeheartedly with Devil's Rejects um, is Bill Moseley's look. So I feel like he went from creepy, chop-top-looking motherfucker like mm-hmm. in, in House of Thousand Corpses to, like, this, like, rugged-bearded, like, biker in the second one yeah and i was like what like he was far more creepy yeah but i think molesty kind of like uh we'll get like, into this though. yeah but All i right. will
2: say i know a lot of women like <laughs> bill mosley outside of makeup he's a normal looking guy he's yeah. not you know i wouldn't necessarily yeah. say he's a heartbreaker bill if you're listening to this you know i still love you but I'm yeah, i still love bill mosley <laughs> but he's great, women but. love oh like devil's rejects those women love that
1: i just like and i get it like, maybe that was the appeal. We could talk about more when yeah. um, we we'll get into it. But I just thought he was just way creepier. Like, and I think that was just kind of your point for... The I think this perform- Well, I'll get into
2: this. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. Well, we won't talk about more. I did watch one more movie last yeah. night. I totally forgot to mention it. Um, I think you would really like it um, with the exception of got Jamie Kennedy.
2: Whoa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but you don't see him a whole lot. It's called, it's called Trick. Oh, I <laughs> wanted to see it. Yeah. Dude, it got, like... It's got a terrible review on like rating online, but yeah. I thought the, the I, thing I looked pretty good. The trailer looked pretty. I really liked it.
1: Um, I, I thought it was. It's got Tom Atkins in it too, yep. which I and uh, Omar Epps. I think yep. does a really great job um, in the movie. It was just kind of a kind of a cool concept about this killer that comes back every Halloween um, in a different town In a different um, look, right? In, in a different yeah, different masks, different look like go see these like larger Halloween events and basically just murders shit out of people and then disappears for the rest of the year. Yeah. That's pretty um, creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And they think, you know, I don't want to spoil it too much, but there there's this like theory that it's a more of a supernatural element. Um, but like in actuality, like in the end, it's, it's something entirely different. Um, so I thought, I thought it was interesting. Um, I kind of saw, I would tell you this much up front, like Jamie Kennedy's role in the movie. Um, kind of saw where that was going from the get-go watch if you watch it like let me know okay um but overall i thought it was like a pretty for direct video like i had also watched ellie roth's haunt yeah um which i actually really didn't like really um, yeah i mean like i feel like the, the haunted maze like haunted genre. house genre has been done to death and i felt like the ambiguous like ambiguous kill like in a haunted house is just like, I honestly, I felt like I was watching Hellfest, Like is what I thought I was watching when yeah. I watched that movie. And that was sad for me. Cause I thought like, all right, Ellie Roth like really, used on some, one of his movies is on my list. Like so thought, I just felt it was really like mundane. That's disappointing.
2: Cause I, I'd heard a lot of good things. I was excited about it. And I, not, some people
1: really like it. I mean, a lot of the reviews I read online were really like, I just did not hold my attention as much as I thought it was going to hold my attention. I didn't give a shit about the characters. Um, Completely, like kill them all, like. For well, all that's other, my biggest like, thing. Yeah.
2: If I if I hate the characters, like, yeah,
1: you know, like, like just a bunch of needy like little frat kids, yeah. Um, I could I could care less. Yeah, so that them. that would that would ruin it for me too. Um, whereas like, uh, Trick, I felt like I I the characters are a little more relatable. So again, it just had that, like yeah. Trick
2: had that thing which will immediately catch my attention, which is a unique concept. Yeah, like taking a slasher genre and doing something a little unique mm-hmm. with it. Um. It was the only
1: redeeming... And I will say with Hellfest, too, Like it was the only redeeming quality of Hellfest. It was just the ambiguousness of the, the killer in that movie. Um, and the ending. it was like, all right, well, like that's... Okay, that's kind of creepy in itself. If you yeah. under, Did you see it? What's up? Did, did you see Hellfest?
2: Yeah, we talked about it, yeah. yeah. Did we talk about it? Yeah. Oh, I thought we were Bloodfest. Oh, Bloodfest. Bloodfest. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking of Bloodfest <clears throat> this no, whole time. No, so Hellfest is... Uh, that's the one that came out to theaters, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, no, I wanted to see it. My best friend really liked yeah. it. Yeah. I was. It was.
1: It was good. It, I gotta um, see that. It was on. We have uh, it. I think it's on Hulu. Oh, okay. Um, so I think it's on Stars or Showtime. Oh, I've no it's, one. It's worth a watch. YouTube. But I mean, it's. It's one that's like it has kind of the murderous haunted house theme. But like, I love any movie where the killer is just completely like. You don't really get a whole lot of answers by the end. I yeah. think that's kind of scary because yeah, that's like just, that that's real life. It, it's sometimes random. Yep. Um, but anywho, I digress.
2: I like it though. Yeah, I'm mean, gonna definitely watch uh, watch Trick because, like I said, I don't always agree with the, with with critics. Anyone anyway, and actually a vast majority I don't agree, but um, I was kind of on the fence. But I'm gonna give it a watch because, like I said, it looked, looked pretty interesting.
0: Good deal. Yep. Well, thanks for that update, guys. Yeah. I really do appreciate it. I guess we'll just jump into that top we'll, 10 we'll,
2: now. We'll try to burn through this top ten a little bit quicker. Right. <laughs> oh, I mean, that,
0: regardless, you know, people know. like to listen into the, all in into this. So well, hopefully, uh, this week is. Best horror sequel? Yes, horror sequel. All right, and before we... Uh, and again, before we get into yeah, uh, it, we, gotta we, go do, over we do have to go over over James Dean's rules here.
2: I think we both had... I think we had pretty similar rules we. with this one. Um, My biggest thing is we've... What I don't want to do is we... Uh, one of the, prat- the pitfalls of doing lists is that you're going to continue to... Um, kind of bring up the same movies over and over again yeah. sometimes and with this so many of my favorite movies that we've talked about have been horror sequels so this time i'm like look i don't include those we've talked those to death i will again i'll say mention the same honorable mention i did this week that i did last week because we just mentioned it quickly which is uh, uh friday the 13th part four for the final chapter my favorite uh one of my favorite friday the 13th texas chainsaw massacre 2 it's my favorite of the Texas Chainsaw uh, tr- uh, franchise, and uh, Dream Warriors. I, I go back and forth between Part Two, Part Three, and Part Four for uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, but Dream Warriors yeah. is still where that was my favorite movie as a kid. Yeah. But those are my three like big franchise sequels yeah. that
1: I love. I totally agree with that yeah, I would say we talked about it before for mine. It's um, yeah, it's Friday 13 Thirteenth Part Six. Um, Everybody knows that I'm an, I'm an Elm Street 4 type of guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just, yeah, Lisa Wilcox is yeah. is, uh, so, is the
2: best.
0: So what were the rules for you? So
2: my rules were, it, for me, it was, number one, I tried to do specifically <clears throat> sequels, like direct sequels. Like, yes. two. yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> You know, and like I said, we've met, like, season of Halloween 3, season The Wit. Wh- I mean, there's so many, like, I could have put on this list, but either we've talked about it, or I just want to do straight sequels. I will again mention, this list might be a little... Well, we'll talk about it, but um, but yeah, it's my only rules were I'm going to mention movies we haven't mentioned on this podcast, and they have to be direct sequels.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. I, I had the same rule. So I we talked about this like before we started, which was there are some some of these have multiple films in a series, and so I was just trying to think about it, like okay, like a you know before you get into the trilogy or series piece of it, you like I consider a sequel, always part two. Yeah. Um, in my opinion there's one on here that i think it's subject to debate though i feel like i have a strong rationale to say why i feel it's a direct it's a sequel um but everything else on my list is is, uh, an immediate part two um and i think i just have to i think the other rule for me was like if i had to choose between which one to watch like not barring any of like the original cliches of like oh it was like cutting edge or like it it change the horror trope in this way and that way like if i had two in front of me the original and the sequel which one would i probably gravitate more towards so that was also kind of in my
2: that's very similar levels. to mine yeah. i tried to choose my first thought when making the list was my bit my i guess my most dead fast rule was that one they had to be as good or better than the original yeah. um which is hard hard to come by but i think yeah. i think I think I found a few that fit that criteria. Yeah. So.
1: And, and to your other point as well, like not to recap stuff we've already gone over there because I think there's, it's always great to talk about. We Obviously we have the ones we really like. Yeah. And, but I think you can also like sometimes talk it to death a little bit. Um, so I also try to find ones that we, I think and and
0: especially a, as we go on too, just carries over to, I mean, Granted, there's a lot of horror movies out there, but, I mean, there's going to be a lot of them on your list that are just repetitive at that point. Try to keep
1: it fresh.
2: Try to keep it fresh. Try to get stuff that, if you're listening to this and you're a fan of horror movies, that, like, either maybe you haven't seen or maybe it's a movie you love that not a lot of people get, like, not a lot of love, so, yeah.
1: Gotcha. Well, great. Well, we'll kick it off with Derek this time. Yep. Yep. All right. My turn. Uh, So, my number 10 um, is Wrong Turn 2. Wow. Almost wow. on my list. Ah, it was almost you. on my list. Um, that, that, that's wrongs. like that's like the line of the horror podcast. Yeah, yeah. almost on my yeah. list. took yeah. yeah. it off my list today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally. Um, I do like the original Wrong Turn. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the I think wrong turn. Um, what Wrong Turn two had going forward is number one, the opening sequence was yep. was great. I mean, um, spoiler, but the the first girl uh, gets literally cut in half with, with an axe, which is Bum. great. Um I love it. Yeah, I, I liked uh it had Henry Rollins in it. it like, is, yeah, yeah. Henry, um, Henry is kind of like it? the uh post-apocalyptic survivalist uh, survival survivalist. It showed a little bit more about like the uh the Hillbilly clan, which I thought was kind of funny. Um definitely highlighted a little more of their ancestral nature, yeah. um, which was uh funny at gross at the same yeah, time. It, super it, creepy. it didn't take itself too seriously, but I liked the fact that it did not shy away from killing characters that you thought in the, initially were going to be able yep. to make it. Um, it's the, one of my favorite
2: things horror movies do when they y- yeah. kind of swear you. you think who's going to yeah. be the...
1: There's, there's one particular character who I thought, like, she seems like the protagonist. She seems like the final girl. She's added in last minute. You think totally that she's going to be the one that's going to, like, make it to the end because she's not supposed to be there. And sure enough, like, 20 minutes and she gets an axe to the So, um, with a GoPro on. is <laughs> <It's laughs> even better. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was just a really solid sequel and out of all of them, it's kind of right in the middle from being mainstream to where we get into like three, four, and five where it gets like a little bit too campy and a little bit too ridiculous. So I think it's a good happy medium. Um, has some characters that you feel like, okay. Um, it's got Texas Battle who's also uh, been in a few different movies as well. I think it's was pretty, pretty good actor. Um, but yeah, overall I thought it was a pretty solid movie. So felt like I had to put it on the list.
2: Yeah, it's a movie I enjoy. Um, I think the first two wrong turns are really fun watches. I think part three and on get dumber and dumber and dumber. I have heard rumors that they're actually going to reboot the franchise. I did. I heard that too. I think so, they're filming already. Like, yeah, uh, so if they can kind of bring it back to, you the know, original. my wife, she she will not watch. Like, the two things that she will not watch in the whole realm is anything with Chucky. Um, <laughs> She's she terrified of Chucky. Um, and then anything with cannibalistic, uh, rednecks, she hates, you know, um, my wife is Mexican proven, and, um, she is deathly afraid of, uh, hillbillies, white, hillbilly white people. Um, yeah, she thinks they're all cannibals. Uh, so shout out to Gabby. Um, (laughs) but yeah, it's a good movie though. It's solid choice. Yeah. What's your number 10? Well, so my number 10, we'll talk about which there's actually two Rob Zombie movies on this list, which... I would never have thought it would have been a really? thing, but we'll talk about we'll, yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, so my number ten though is Devil's Rejects. I actually think Devil's Rejects is a massive improvement on House of a Thousand Corpses in a lot of ways. Um, first off, Devil's or House of a Thousand Corpses, w- which is fun. Um, I think the the opening scene is I think still think probably the best thing Rob Zombie's done um, in De- House of a Thousand Corpses, but. Um, <laughs> Um, and it's and it really is, I mean, if you need to know everything you need to know about Rob Zombie movies, it's the first 10 minutes of Devil's Rejects. He'll, like, just oh, oh, unnecessarily vulgar and, like, anyways. But I think Devil's Rejects, he actually made a mature film. Um, every single Rob Zombie movie up until, well, I mean, this was the second film. I'll say every other Rob Zombie movie has a tendency to fall apart at the end. I like Devil's Rejects, but as soon as you introduce the Dr. Satan element when they go out to... It it just turns into a weird Rob Zombie music video. Um, it's, what, which, it's what keeps me from truly loving uh, Lords of Salem. I know a lot of people hate Lords of Salem. I love the first half of that movie. I definitely see the Italian influences. But anyways, Devil's Reject, he wanted to make a, like more of a 70s crime movie, which is exactly what it is. But I think there's so many brilliant sequences in it. The, everything in the hotel room... Um, it's got the best, and I think that's why it's so frustrating for Three from Hell is that Devil's Rejects had a perfect ending. You had Freebird playing, which is one of the most overused songs in the history of music, but it worked so well in that time. Right, I agree. He had, it he the way it's shot. Um, I love the inner like it was like he did this. He completely changed his aesthetic style for uh, House of or Devil's Rejects. Um, there's, it's more naturally lit it, it feels I just really liked I just really walked out of the theater me and my wife walked out of the theater of Devil's Rejects and I was not expecting to like it and I walked out being like damn that's much better than I thought it was going to be yeah
1: what I really liked about it was it took now I, I really liked House of a Thousand Courses um, because it was something that you hadn't seen in a long yeah. time and my favorite scene is turning uh, Ra- Rain Wilson into the Fishman Fish yeah. um, best scene <laughs> in the <that> entire movie <laughs> Um, I still think again. I think Otis is just uh, classic Bill Moseley, creepy. Yeah. But what I think is what I really like about Devil's Rejects is it takes the crazy out of the house, which yeah. is like sometimes when you see movies, and I'll like use Texas Chainsaw Massacre as an example of that. Um, it's confined, yep, right? right? Like yep. we're only going to act crazy in the confines of being crazy. So, like an example of that would be like in Part Two um, with with uh, Pa mm-hmm. in the uh, you know, barbecuing like chili cook-off, right? Yep. Everybody knows this guy, reasonable guy. Like, nobody dislikes this guy. Nobody knows that he's crazy. Like, you let Otis Driftwood or Baby out into society, they're going to, right away, you, you know, they're fucking crazy. That's right. Um, so I feel like they can't hide that, but they also don't scale it back because they're in the outside world, um, which I really liked about it.
2: Yeah. And the thing is, I, I felt like, I mean, the that sequence when the girl is running from the hotel room with s- guy's s- skin mask on. Oh. First off, that's already just a b- crazy image and like the way they shot it and then she gets steamrolled by that Mack truck and just <laughs> turned into juice. Yeah. Again, it's just, you know, and it, I think it was Rob Zombie. I do think it's Rob Zombie at his best. At his most, I think that was the movie he really wanted to make. Um, it really boils down all of his influences. You, know, you can tell he's in love with the 70s. Um, I do love d- House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, I love, I love the, the first half of that movie is great. Um, I, it's got one of my favorite names in film history. It kind of harkens back to those old, like, you know, I drink your blood, I eat your flesh. Uh, children shouldn't play with dead things. It just has yeah. this really like great name. that doesn't really mean anything, but it's not like important to the story, but just sounds. So it would be great, great on a drive in, you know, marquee. yeah, I mean,
1: even the, uh, even the visual, like on the poster, yeah. I had the poster for the longest time. um, didn't really have anything to do...
2: With the movie. With the Nothing movie. to do it, with the movie But itself. And that's the thing is he's... I love Rob Zombie's aesthetic. And, he, like, the whole beginning of, of it with, like, the, um, you know, like using the vintage Halloween footage with, like, the dancing girl and, like, you know, when there's, like, a newscast, it looks like a 70s newscast. I mean, he's just got a great visual style. I just wish... I also wish he would work with a different writer. I think if he worked with a different writer... Um, he wouldn't be stuck in his, his own ideas. And I think he could really let his visual language develop more again. I really loved, um, I really loved the first part of Lord of Salem. I, there's moments in that I love. And then it just dovetails into a Rob Zombie music. video. Yeah. And
1: I, I I totally agree with that. I think like that's maybe sometimes his, like his own influence is sometimes his worst influence. Right. Yeah. Like he, he kind of goes
2: back to what he knows. Yeah. Um, And And he definitely, he has a massive ego. I think if you see interviews with him, he definitely has a massive ego. And I think he, if he's one of those people where if you tell him not to do something, he'd do it anyways, which will actually play a role in... Your other one. Another one. I know exactly what you're going to
0: talk about. I I saw, I'm not sure if you saw, he was on Joe Rogan, um, and he was talking about how it's more so he just wants to make his movies. Yeah. And he's like, I just get bored and I want to make the movie I want to make. Yeah. Yeah. And I otherwise, it's great, yeah.
2: but I,
1: like, I think But great, but I
2: think... Which is commendable in right. its own right. But. Right. That's the, I, that's you a, take that, you
1: the ke- risk of people not liking it's it. It's the Kevin Smith effect. Like Absolutely. I, feel, the,
2: I say that all the time. Yeah. They're like opposite sides of the same coin. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, but I mean, the biggest thing is like, I Don't guess... Don't get him uh, started on Kevin Smith. Yeah, movie. I think that's the thing is like Rob Zombie has like that previous music background that like kind of, like you said, falls back into that music video realm. Yeah. Like I think Kevin Smith movies are just like, i want to make movies that I wanna make, and like, I don't give a fuck. They're not, they don't hark, hark back to anything. No, really. they just, we like, got high and <laughs> I had this just idea. Like, this is great, uh, this idea, good, bad,
2: or otherwise, I don't care. Yeah. Um, in fact, I'd love to see them make a movie together. Use Kevin Williams' strength, which is dialogue and yeah. characters, which, yeah, Rob Zombie does not give a shit about characters. Uh, I mean, he does, that's not fair, but evil characters, but um, I, feel like, I feel like Jason
1: Mewes would be really good in a in, uh, Rob uh, zombie, zombie movie.
2: Now, by the way, if Rob Zombie, if you're listening to this, Magically,
0: yeah. and then you put, you put Tom Waits and Iggy Pop in there too.
2: I, I'll watch anything with those two. I think Tom <laughs> nope. Waits was one of the most underrated actors of our generation. Oh, for sure. Um, but Rob, if you're listening to this, please make Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's the only movie I give a shit about. Um, should have <laughs> made it.
1: That's right. Um, but yeah, so that was my number 10. That's a solid number 10. I would could not agree more. I will say there is one movie I will not watch that has Tom Waits and Iggy Pop in it, and that is a Dead Don't Die. I fucking hate that movie. Oh, that's right. I, I will say I, I would take. Honestly, not to be so super gross, down. but I, I would uh, I would take a poop on that DVD if I had the ability to do that. It was the, the worst s- movie I've ever seen.
2: That's so disappointing because I love Jim Jarmusch. Yeah. Jim Jarmusch isn't first, but I haven't seen
1: it. I, uh, I watched it the just, trailer over that movie. It was just uh, it was, <laughs> to me. It was just one of those I've never physically ever like wanted to watch it leave a movie, and I, I wanted to leave that movie. Was wow, pointless. and that Bill Murray in it, like it was just a you heard it here
0: first, folks. Yeah. Derek would rather masturbate with a chainsaw. Then the dead do die <laughs> rectally.
1: Um, so my number two is uh, my okay. number nine. Sorry, is oh. uh, we're talking about sequels, so I just wanted to go to And, we're talking, about, and we, we're talking about poop too, so I, wanted, I just wanted to say number, number two. two. Um, my number nine is Psycho Two. Damn it! It's on my list. <laughs> um, I I really love this movie. I love Anthony Perkins. Um, he was such a great Norman Bates. Like. The idea of bringing him back 22 years later was just brilliant. Yep. Um, I always left Psycho wondering what happened um, when it was all said and done. You feel at the very end of Psycho, it's one of the few killers that you feel like truly sympathetic for. You have um, sympathy for him, and, and you can't not feel sympathetic for him. And then this, I think, also just in a way like makes you feel even worse for him. Yeah, absolutely. At the very at, throughout the movie, because here's a guy that's obviously troubled, and he's just trying to go on with his life um, and and makes the unfortunate mistake of going back to the one place that caused him the most, like, mental turmoil possible. It, like, really actually speaks, we talk about, and I'll say this openly, like, people are really talking about, like, the Joker and the highlight of mental health, but, like, Mm -hmm. this is a a prime example of how mental health was talked about back in the day before it was, while it was a much bigger stigma than we have today. Um, in a much more, I feel like, a classier way. Like, agree or disagree. Like, I know people love The Joker. Um, but, and it's not a horror movie. But um, I think, like, this is a movie that really highlighted that as well. So I, I think it had all the great elements of making a great sequel. And I really enjoyed it uh, as much, if not more, than the, the original
2: Psycho. So that's the thing. So first off, I actually thought, the longest time I thought I made this movie up, I remember seeing it, <laughs> I don't know if I saw it on TV, or I forget how I saw it, but I remember asking my mom about it later, years later, as I think an early teenager, she's like, there's no sequel to Psycho, and I thought I'd gone crazy. I was like, what? She's like, there's no sequel to Psycho? I'm like, are you sure? See, I felt the same way about like number four with uh with uh,
1: Henry Thomas, Thomas yeah. and I could not find that anywhere for the longest time, and I totally thought I would like dream
2: that up. Um, thanks thanks to the internet. Not that original. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, first of all, but, First of all, it's, it's written by Tom Holland, who I think is yeah. one of the most under-recognized people in the history of modern horror. Oh, freaking child's play! Probably Fright Night. Night. Like, love Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Uh, yeah, he's an underappreciated genius. But it's a great script. It takes a lot of crazy turns that you don't see coming. Um, the plot doesn't go. I think you know, doesn't go where I think most people will think it's obviously going to go. But one of my favorite things about it is like just Andy per- seeing Andy Perkins like like. It kind of goes to show you how how which I don't think happens as much anymore, but how it sucks about when people get, sti- like, stigmatized or stereotyped as one character. Because I think his performance in part two is better than his a performance in the, in the original Psycho. Uh, so much. I mean, he's more of the, uh, the full developed character in it. But watching poor Norman Bates, like, think something's out, like, he just gives a great performance, and you're like, damn, I wish he could have had a bigger career. Like, he was a great actor who yeah. just sort of got, like, stigmatized as... He is Norman Bates, so it's just, but it's a great movie, very underappreciated. I didn't even think Part Three is pretty good. Yeah, um, I, I actually even liked the one with Henry Thomas too, which I thought was was I really well done. I know of it. I've never seen Part Three. It's, it's really
1: well done. Uh, um, yeah, it's just, it's this weird kind of like Anthony Perkins calling into like a like a radio talk show like help line, kind of tells his backstory through like a almost like a like basically kind of like a what do you call it? Uh, like a biography kind of in a way. Okay. Um, kind of tells you a lot of the backstory. Pre, Pre-Bates pre Motel, like um, television show. Oh, okay. Um, so that was pretty solid. I mean, I feel like to your point, there are some actors that really just got like wedged into their stereotype. I think, uh, and Roy Schneider is another one. Yep. From Jaws. Like yep. nobody ever thinks of that guy outside of like uh, Captain Brody. Yep. In that movie. Um, so yeah, Anthony Perkins is a phenomenal actor. Like extremely talented. Um, does a really great job with part two. So good choice. Number eight.
0: Number nine. My
2: number nine, since I'm just gonna stick with it, is uh so I'm gonna I'm gonna say right up front, this is gonna be very contentious. This is gonna be probably my most unpopular decision. Uh, But I feel very passionately about this is my number nine is Halloween two, the Rob Zombie version. So now
1: hurts me so bad. So let
2: me explain this. So I truly disliked the, his first Halloween. I was like, it ruined everything. I, it just, look, if you're going to remake something, do your own version of it. You know, that's fine. I, I recently rewatched the Suspiria remake. It, I really love the Suspiria remake. It, you, he, the director went like, well, okay, let me do everything that the first movie didn't do. And he, I, think, I think he did it successfully. Rob Zombie in the first one was like, what is everything that people like about the first Halloween movie? I'm going to do the opposite of that. But this time it did not work. Um, it kind of ruined the mythos of of Michael. Um, okay. Um, I hate that kid. I'm just going to say that for the record. Yeah, I don't like um, him. I, I don't want to say that. I, I don't hate
1: him. I hate him. Like I just, yeah, it was just a poor choice yes. Like for for uh, being an actor. Yeah. yeah. That is also another one where Rob Zombie kind of takes his, greediness and an unneeded direction yes
2: well that's the thing is and that's the other thing is like the first one like you know the everybody feels like extra white trash in rob zombie movies it's just it's like a movie popular by the white <laughs> yeah, yeah. trash it but, but so unnecessarily <laughs> but what i love is that to me i can just see rob zombie going oh you guys hated my first movie well you know everything you hate about the first one i'm gonna do in the second one a thousand <laughs> times more we're gonna more dream sequences and like Michael Myers isn't even gonna wear his mask for the majority of the movie like um I really like (laughs) the second one it is batshit insane um it's I think it's super fun I think there's so many great memorable sequences to it um I think the strip club sequence is super memorable um I love the whole sequence at the um at the dance uh where Captain Clegg and the that band that he created. Anyways, that like, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? That, they, yeah. It was a band he made for the movie then he actually released an album yeah. of like, psychobilly country songs. Anyways. Um, I just think it's super memorable. I think it's super fun. I think the whole first sequence when she's at like, which pays homage to the first Halloween sequel in the hospital and the whole like, there's a sequence when the guard is in the little um, booth. The booth, yeah. Super terrifying. I yeah. think. Play for play. Yeah, I think Tyler Maine is... 10 times scarier than any other version of Michael Myers ever on screen. I totally it. agree with that. Um, I just love it. And I mean, it's got Brad Dorf in it being Brad Dorff, um, just being a likable sheriff, uh, not, not actually not being normal Brad Dorf, but being a the likable guy for once. Um, <laughs> not crazy. Yeah. I love uh, uh, what's the name from WKRP in Cincinnati? It, like runs that like hippie coffee <laughs> shop. And I don't know. It's, it's stupid, but I love I, it. I know what you're talking about. I just think it, where the first one had no sense of fun for me at all. The second one was just super fun. I liked, you know, like the girl dresses as a a Dr. Frankenfurter, and was weirdly kind of hot in it, which I think is maybe pulling up my own things, but um, uh, but yeah, I just thought it was a super cute movie. We, we I mean, get super, real here on the podcast. I just thought it was oh, like they know, yeah, <laughs> especially with James. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah, trust me. We um, but yeah, so I I, I thought it, like a lot of people hate it, and I don't know if that makes me like it more, but I just the first time I saw it, I just it was like on Showtime or Cinemax or something, and I was just like, oh, fuck, I got nothing better to do today. I was drawing, and I'm like, put this on, and then I stopped. I mean, this is the mark of a quality movie for me: is if it makes me put down my forget I'm supposed to be drawing and then just watch the movie, especially with like deadlines looming and stuff. Like, I would sit there and I'm like, oh, this is pretty crazy. And like, I like you know. And my favorite thing, which we didn't even talk about, is a lot of people did not like McDowell's version of Doctor Loomis, and Rob Zombie's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna fucking really turn it up to eleven on this. In this one, he's just a piece of shit. He is. <laughs> he's an abusive piece, of, a a too, piece like, of shit. He's an abusive piece of shit. And that sequel, another sequence I love in the movie. When like that, that, slap his assistant for not getting him a coffee. When that psychopath comes, the guy who, like, the father of, like, one of the girls that got murdered by yeah. Michael Myers, and they have that whole confrontation in the bookstore. Dude, it's, and then, like, that psychopath, like, fan of his. I just thought that was such a great written scene. First off, you see those people who are, like, genuinely super psychotic, obsessive about true crime, and then you also have, like, Dan. I just thought it was a great scene, and I think Rodney, uh Andy, uh, not Andy McDowell, uh, not Roddy McDowell. Is it, i always forget i was thinking Roddy mcdowell i think of playing of the apes and anyways uh dr loom and yes. his performance is just so Mal- over the malcolm top and McDowell. fun malcolm McDowell it's just so over the top and fun anyways i love it i know a lot of people hate it but you can even i don't, I don't hate it um i think it goes
1: back to your original statement in the ending i think i loved it all the way up until the ending i think that was what it
2: the ending i thought it was like yeah. blah but i didn't
1: i just think the whole like white pony but see that's what I'm saying I like, love that part of it like, But and I know that goes back to like the, the crazy going off script um script part of it but yeah I I,
2: I, yeah. Do, I do see your point obviously but, but, but yeah, I like
1: it. I mean I, I do like the
2: kind of that motherfucker will just shoehorn his wife though and, and he like he yeah. needs more screen time for his yeah. wife and I don't even hate she- a lot of people I like Sherry Moon you're fine I, I, I think I actually find her to be a pretty decent actress people yeah. people shit on her and then say oh like Oh, she's a terrible actress. Meanwhile, Linnea Quigley, it's like okay, like let's calm down. Like she's not goddamn, <laughs> you know, uh, Meg Ryan either. Um, <laughs> Ma- Meg <laughs> Ryan. It's weird. I like, chose Meg Ryan of all actresses. <laughs> that's well, a weird choice. Well, I mean, they probably have about the
1: same career at this point. In exactly. Time anyways, but, but anyways, that's but yeah, I mean, mean, I do. I mean, I do agree with that. I mean, I don't. I don't hate uh, the second one. I do like it better than the first one. I mean, the first uh, one's unwatchable. Uh,
0: man, I just like feel, okay
1: to. If I'm if I'm not
0: mistaken, it came out like in two thousand seven ish. That 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 was a time when good old Tank was still dabbling in the uh, you know uh, uh, you know in the illegal narcotics area. I went super high to that that movie and I loved it. Well, and maybe I mean, that, that's why that's
2: gonna change a <laughs> lot of movies.
0: Trust me. I've only seen it once, but I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I mean, that kid was a douche. Like, yeah, it, yeah it, he was. Um, but he looked
1: scary. Like, for a little kid?
2: I don't know. He just looks like a little white trash kid. I don't
1: know. It bugs me. Well, the, uh, well I can't say that. but the Michael Myers? Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, there was just something, and I think this, to your point, like, Rob Zombie I mean, just has a tendency to kind of go uh, all white trash with it. Yeah. And, that's then, and
0: then it went it almost, like, borderline, like, incestual, like, before he
1: went crazy, you know? And I was, yeah, that, like was that was a little touches, weird. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. That was really, I yeah. I do respect your opinion that it's, um, that you really like it. It's um, a good movie to go see High. Yeah, I, I, if you, I, if you're looking for something that's batshit crazy but you can't follow it, like I think that's a good
2: movie. To, to me, it's like the, the thing. I, I mean, I fucking like.
1: I mean, what I like about it is that it's a big fuck you to the studio, yeah, because that's what he said, it's and I like, think yeah. even yeah. to the audience.
2: I think it was a big F you to the audience. Well, too. he just didn't want to do it. That was yeah. the big thing, as he said. He in the wanted, the to, do, he wanted yeah. to do something else, and yeah. like he, he, just didn't. That movie actually do kept us from getting Tyrannosaurus Rex. But, yeah. Um, yeah. My thing is like, I've said this on the podcast multiple times. First Halloween, love it. Obviously, Carpenters is seminal. I love Season of the Witch. The first Halloween 2, uh, it's kind of boring. It takes a little while. I don't know. But the rest of them, I, to me at least with this version of Halloween, then Michael Myers was, was a character in it, but they did something way off script from the other film. And they right. didn't include yeah. fucking Irish curses or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, weird face, Paul Rudd. <laughs> uh, anyways, all right.
1: So my number eight... Is a Hostel Part Two? Yes, okay. um, love that movie. I really. it had a female lead in it. It right? did. Yeah, yeah. So I,
2: don't, I, I haven't seen it in so a while. What I,
1: li- I really liked about it is I felt like the the first one was very um, I wouldn't say misogynistic because I think it was what it was. Um, a bunch of dudes going yeah. to Amsterdam and you know going to brothels and looking to have sex with women, and like that's exactly what it was, and that's what put them in kind of that precarious position. Um, so. I like the fact that it had a pretty uh, uh, Lauren Germain, who's a great uh, and Heather Matarazzo um, from Welcome to Dollhouse. Um, Matarazzo, though, like she's like she's been in
0: a lot of like like of course like supporting lead like yeah. movies mm-hmm. where she always plays that nerd. And when I yeah. saw her yeah.
1: in that, I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, you're yeah. the special
0: yeah. people's club person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: um, but I, I love the fact that it was uh, it was just a really uh, pretty strong like female centric. Because the whole premise of the first one is, like, these women really try to draw you in to this uh, this environment, like, by, you know, basically promising to get you laid and high and, you know, sleeping with you. And that's how they rope the guys in. But, like, how do you rope the women in, you know? Yep. And I think it kind of just talks about, like, I think it's a good, like, like analogy to horror itself because you always think, like, you know, especially in the 80s, just all the boobs like you know it is a very guy-centric genre yep. back then like how do you rope the women in to loving horror right and um so i thought this was a good i also wondered with this whole organization um the elite hunting club which i love the little tattoo that's like i always wanted to get that tattoo maybe i will someday um you should but i really think that uh i always wonder what would happen if you had somebody that could actually buy their way out of that like and i thought that was kind of a great just kind of no spoilers but a great twist um, on the genre, so I thought it was just a fun movie, like overall, um, and kind of ex- explained a little bit more about the like this club, right? Um, and kind of what the focus is, and I think the two uh, kind of douchebags that that are trying to like buy their way in. It's kind of nice to see it from both angles. You don't really see somebody trying to buy their way into it, um, so it's kind of nice to see that uh, that piece of it as well, and kind of how that turns out for him. So it was a bloodhound. Sorry, yeah, it's a, blood yeah, yeah. a bloodhound.
0: And oh. then uh the the, the bubblegum gang. I, the, the kids. God, that was That was the best dude, part of that
2: yeah. first movie, man. Honestly, like that was like the scariest part for dude, me. Dude, like, it was the most kids? brutal yeah. I can't believe that didn't make our list, dude. The, those kids crushed those heads with the rocks in yeah. the first Well, I mean, even, even
1: you, in you, and that's even and that shit is the, real. Even in the second one, they uh right? they, they killed off one of the kids. Yeah, yeah. 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 The main guy like shoots him, but yeah. then they they also play soccer with that woman's head yeah and i was like those kids <laughs> are hard as fuck man like, yeah that's, like, that's like, just real man a, kids, uh, East, East fuck around. eastern block kids man i'm telling you they're like they don't they, give a they'll, shit they'll sell you it out. has to
0: derive from some sort of truth yeah absolutely
1: yeah. <laughs> I, really it. I, I, yeah. I mean you try to tell me you go visit Bratislava, <laughs> like, or hey you know what our folks in the ukraine you tell us if it's true or not
2: yes. like yes
0: after your crisis is over, please yeah, tell us on. You guys
2: on. are Come hard back. as fuck. Yeah, you <laughs> guys are hard, hard as fuck. Hard A That's why there's F. all those dudes are now killing it in in pro boxing, because yeah. they're just all they do is fight over there. Yeah, that's right. Fight each other over. Like, over bubblegum. Yeah, over <laughs> bubblegum. bubblegum kids,
1: part two. Yeah, so that was my number number eight, it was just a
2: fun movie and I really I, I really like watching it, so. Okay, so I actually had a different number eight, but then I, I realized I would be sort of a hypocrite if I kept it on my list. Which originally was House Two, the second story. Oh, yeah.
0: you are gonna say "Reboot
2: the Cinematic." I love House Two. No, I love House Two.
1: It's a it it movie. But it is so.
2: F- Once I was like watching, I'm like, it's got horror elements, but dude, that's like a family movie. You got Gramps and that little crystal Scope. yeah, and the little, the little puppy weird thing. And the, the guy who plays the uh, Ari Gross. Oh, I love Gramps.
1: Ari though. Ari Gross's uh, roommate. Yes, is uh, the guy who plays Gary, Jerry Jerry Dandrige's
2: housemate. Exactly, which is actually relevant. Uh, but yes, exactly. Uh-uh. I was uh, glad he was in something else.
1: Yeah, no, he's great. I, I mean, it's a great movie. I, I, love I didn't realize
2: it until like, years and years later when I watched it again. Uh, House 2 is my favorite, though. Yeah, I love House 2. But it's where the ha- where House actually is... I mean, it's, it's, it's a comedy, but there's definitely elements of oh, yeah. of horror. This one has got horror elements, but it's... It's mostly comedy. It's mostly comedy, but it's a great movie. Yeah. So instead of replace it with The Hills Have Ice 2... Now, uh, original or remake? The original. I actually do, don't, the Hills Have Eyes remakes, I have issues with them. I think, mean, again, the color palette needs some work, but it gets just so fucking just washed out that it's, like, kind of unwatchable at points. But I do think they're good. But no, it's the original. Now, i bring this up by saying it's definitely not an improvement to the first one. Um, there's a lot of problems. In fact, uh, half of the movie is... Fucking reuse of footage from the first, like flash. Like, I think, Car- I don't think, or I, don't, I think Wes Craven didn't even want to make it. I think they, it was a thing the studio forced him to do. Pretty much so. So I think he, like, sort of, like, phoned it in. And, like, there's a lot of weird shit about it. But I like, I actually like the cast of kids, those, like, motorcycle kids that they have in it. Um, I think when, I don't know, I like it. It's It's got problems, but I, I own it. I watch it every now and then. Like, I'll usually watch them back to back. Um, I like that there's continuity, like from the first you pick up with the son and he's like kind of in a mental hospital and he's talking about like what's happened to him, kind of reliving like, um, uh, like the horrors that him and his sister went through. And then, you know, again, I like the fact that like, although why this dude was like, would send out these kids to the same spot in the desert because he owns like a motorcycle like thing like this like yamaha in fact i think yamaha like spawns the fucking thing is like Yamahas every five seconds in that movie the first <laughs> half but but anyways i think like like i said the the, the you know the, the the you know hills have eyes gang is super he's still scary and i think the kills are great um uh, you know like, i put on because i'm a fan i know some people might not agree and i will say it's not as good as the first one but i do think it's a great follow-up um for, for all of the, it, it had going against it. And I think I said, if you watch it back-to-back, back, the first and the second, I think it's almost like one full movie, and it feels, you know, mm. I like it. I feel like it's a good continuation of the original. Yeah, gotcha. Very true. I totally agree.
1: Uh, so my number seven is one that we've already talked about, so I really won't talk about it a whole lot, but I, I feel like I had to put it on here, was Texas on Massacre 2. Yeah I, um, yeah. I mean, it was, I know we talked about it. We brought it up a few different times. Like, just between... Dennis Hopper, Bill Moseley, like I think, um, I think we talked about it the other day too, like Leatherface and Grandpa. It was just, it's just, just a, f- a fun movie.
2: Uh, and it's to watch. so over the top. Their whole like their their grounds are like what is this like a? It's so over the top and fun. Yeah. Uh, but Dennis Hopper running around with uh, his cowboy sheriff hat and his two chainsaws yeah. and talking to himself and yeah, uh, yeah. comedy and I, I, and I, or uh, a that gold. Well, it's so
1: different from the first one, which is what I think I like about it the Me most. too. Um, but I love that it ties into it because the... Greatest Right, because the uh, the guy in the first one in the wheelchair was his, his nephew, right? Yep. Um, so I love the fact that, like, it's this whole idea of, like, he's only crazy because his nephew went missing and he's trying to find out and he believes it's his, his mm-hmm. family. So there is, like, a deeper element to yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, then you have, like... Then you have Chop Chop. Yep. And then... Um, I was certainly disappointed that I, I, I read that there was eventually, like, Chop Shop was originally intended to get a spinoff. Or, yeah. like, he did get a spinoff. Like, they made a Chop Shop movie, but it was never released. It was, like, kind of a disco-era movie. I, 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 would,
2: I would have paid to see that. I would have loved to have seen that. I didn't know they actually um, filmed it. I heard there was rumor.
1: Yeah, or, like, there was a script for it or something like that. Or, like, there was, a, it was like, a canned sequel. Um, but, yeah, overall, just a generally fun movie. And quick question. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I've seen a few Texas Chainsaw Massacres, but I just want to make sure. Is, that the, is the second one? Is that where the guy is burning his flesh on his? And yeah, skin yeah and he's, he's he like it, itching his scalp oh. his with, metal, his, with his, his metal plate. hanger. Right, because
1: he, right, he was in Nom, right, or yeah. something like that. Got which like, he loved it. Which is probably why he wasn't in the first, the first movie because he was too
2: busy off at war. Exactly, I almost oh, said something shit. awful, but I uh, won't. <laughs> uh, all right, what's your number seven? Uh, okay, so my number seven. <laughs> I digress. So my number seven is Basket Case Two. Your number seven. So good. So I. I love the original basket case. Uh, first off, so I am a twin. <laughs> and not only am I a twin, but we are what's called mirror twins, which is the rarest version of twins. Uh, but basically what's happened is, our, the egg the or whatever splits off right before it would have created a conjoined twin. So I was very close to becoming a conjoined twin. Wow. Um, thankfully it didn't happen. Um, but So I, I can relate to Lil Belial. Um, <laughs> I think the original basket case is great. I think it's like, super sleazy and like it feels like 47th street new york in the 70s is just gritty and grimy and i love it um frank head the the director and the creator of the franchise is a fucking insane person i mean we'll just put it out there he is insane uh everything i liked about the second one it's or first one is kind of missing in the second one as far as like the like low budget but he basically just took the same concept and made it even more over the top and silly <laughs> so much more um the special effects for Belial improved, not not a lot, but they did improve. Um, but it weirdly, it has a weird sense of heart, which is what I really like about the best.
1: you know what? It's a sense of community,
2: especially yeah, especially part two. <laughs> yeah, he's they find this whole other family, like you know, there's uh, you know, um, yeah, they survived the fall in the first film. Um, he's basically uh, the two of them are. Uh, they're kind uh, of taken in by this nurse. Home, yeah, home for wayward mutants. Wayward mutants, and then they're like being hunted by like a, like a journalist or like a tabloid journalist and stuff. And um, I mean, it's so over. The mutants' designs are way over the top, but it's one of those things that's just so fun. Like it's like, you know, talk about getting high in a movie. Um, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, get fucked up watching that. Movie. Yeah, dude. Get you know, drink some some rum and cokes or whatever whatever yeah. your your beverage of choices and. But Enjoy. it's it's fun. Like at the end of the, like by the end of it by three, it, like by the 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 progeny, it gets real like weird, but or kind of like silly. I love the woman with the uh like the <laughs> kind of the gator yeah mutant the, in her belly. belly. <laughs> I was like, what is that? But Frank Hamlin is a goddamn psycho. Like yeah. he's a weird dude. But I mean, I mean, you thought Basket Hayes* one was weird, but
1: yeah. then when you see all the other mutants, I, oh yeah, I like live... yeah,
2: Belial's like the most unmutant of yeah. all. Yeah,
1: he's like pretty. He's like. Vanilla, yeah, <laughs> compared exactly. to some of the other mutants that are in here, so yeah, yeah
2: I agree with you. Totally batshit crazy movie, but in a good way. Um, Arrow Video released the full back case films, like all of them in this beautiful tin collector tin. And I don't own it, and I'm kind of kicking myself in the ass. Like, I don't know how often I would watch, rewatch The Progeny, and like the mm-hmm. but I think the first two I'd watch over and over again. I and mean, yeah. it's not, it just, it's like so over. It's like becomes the second one's still kind of a horror movie. Yeah. But a third one, it's just, I don't know. What it's the, like we it, said with
1: Wrong Turn, like eventually you just kind of like, it's like, becomes like a sci-fi movie. Exactly. Just sci-fi channel. All right. So my number number six is uh, Scream Part 2. Um, I thought this was, I thought it was a really well done sequel. Yep. Um, I love the I know, opening. I know. Yeah, opening was great. Um, definitely was a huge um, nod to like black cinema. Yep. Um, and Or lack of representation in black yeah, cinema. Yeah, Absolutely. Which, I knew we had talked about it in a, in a separate, like, podcast here at work. Um, it doesn't get a lot of credit. Um, I thought it was—they weren't too afraid to kill off main characters, which I liked um, as well. I thought it was just generally, generally a fun movie. Um, bringing back some of the cast, kind of seeing where they're at. Um, but I just thought, yeah, it was—it had some some pretty brutal kills. Um, Love Sarah Michelle Geller, the scene. she gets uh, tossed off the roof. Yep. Um, the frat parties. Uh, fun fact that I didn't realize until like, I watched it a few times into it is that uh, apparently Matthew Lillard had a uh, secret cameo. In Did
2: one he? Of the, uh, yeah,
1: in one of the frat scenes. He was, like, filming another movie, having to be on lot, and they uh, put him as an extra extra <laughs> guy with blonde hair in the frat party. If you pause it just right, you can, uh,
2: That's awesome you, I you know can see him in
1: the background. So it's kind of funny that was uh, always a joke around. Like, originally the – I read, like, original scripts for the sequel had something to do with, like, Stu's twin brother. Um, wow, which they never really alluded to in the first one. He wasn't around, but uh, he was going to kind of herald back. Like I think it was one of like the potential killers in the 20 million scripts that they yeah. they wrote. Uh, there was a one fortu- unfortunate part about that franchise is that they kept getting their scripts leaked, which I felt yeah. was really terrible. Um, so they changed it up a lot. I guess the original, which really affects the endings. Yeah, I guess the original killers were going to be uh were going to be the roommate, Haley, and the boyfriend, uh, which would have been kind of cool because you uh, to see. Um, an African American serial killer is not super common in in horror. Yep. Short of Candyman, um, big ups, big ups. Uh, so yeah, I thought it was I thought it was just a really well done and fun sequel um, to an already what I consider a great movie. So yeah. I remember I remember walking uh, walking out of Scream Two, and there was a guy that was in the movie
0: with us. So I didn't know at the time, but walking out and exiting, there was a long line for people to watch it. Oh Jesus! And he said who the killer was, and I kid you not. That was the biggest, like the quickest time I've seen someone get jumped. Like everyone was as furious, and I was like, "How would you do that? Like, why? Why would you do?" (laughs) I know, because you're an asshole. I mean, yeah, he deserved it. He deserved it. No,
2: I was gonna say, especially if you did it on purpose. Like, yeah, you could deserve it. Called karmic justice. Exactly. What's your number six? So my number six, I would actually consider like the Godfather Part Two of horror, where it's like the first movie is universally like beloved considered a, a, a work of brilliance and then somehow the sequel comes out and is even more a work of brilliance and that is Bride of Frankenstein <gasps> wow almost on my list yeah I mean like, it was like my number 11 it's like everything like James Whale I think he found the pathos in the characters first off uh, Elsa Lancaster she's not even in a lot but Jesus Christ what a great I mean the design the, the, the look is great but every time she's on screen, she's just like your heart breaks for this like monster. I don't even know if you would call her a monster. She, you know, she's reanimated corpse, but she's you know she's definitely more uh, aesthetically pleasing than than uh, Frankenstein's monster. Um, but then then your heart breaks for Frankenstein's monster too. Like, but all the you know, um, forget the character's name, but he's like the the guy that's basically forcing Victor Fra- Frankenstein to kind of recreate life. He the that performance is fucking amazing. It's probably one of the most beautifully lit movies in the history of cinema. Um, it's just a great movie. It's like everything, like, like, I feel like the only reason it's, I feel like we as a society are so far removed from the universal, like, people can't even wrap their, there's nothing relatable about those movies to a modern audience that I feel like as we get, every year goes by, those movies get more and more become a thing that everybody knows, but not everybody actually watches. Right. But if you've never seen Brian Frankenstein, like, watch it. It's literally, it's every, frame you could, this, is, I swear to God, this is true. Just randomly pause at any sequence, and whatever's on the screen is beautiful, and it's brilliant, and it's perfectly composed. It's just a beautiful looking movie. The performances are great. There's so much stuff pathos and humanity in the movie um it, it, it's and it's hard because I, I i think for even it's not really like is it a horror movie in today's world i mean it's gotten m- i mean monsters. it would yeah, in m- today's world it would
1: rival like the comparable to like hocus pocus right like but for then it was it was totally
2: a but horror it's movie. so the acting is brilliant carl i mean as good as like karloff was in the first in frankenstein Dude, he's ten times more, like, and he's a little bit more developed. But it's just such a great movie. Elsa Lancaster, who doesn't have the biggest role in it, even though she's The Bride of Frankenstein, when she is on screen, like, you like she, you feel every emotion. You, like, it's just a fucking great movie, man. It's one of
1: those movies where the uh, the humanity in the monsters is way more than the humans. Humans, and, exactly. And you feel it because they and it's so don't tragic. speak a whole lot. Yep. But, like, just so you have to really be able to kind of transcend that, like,
2: the verbal stuff, yep. right? um they have, to, they have to act physically and yeah. you know like just a heartbreak yeah and that's the thing is like it's just so heartbreaking james whale like really like he made it like the, looks beautiful but he i think he took the idea of what is a monster and gave it the most amount of humanity it's ever had so anyways if you've never seen it you're doing yeah. yourself a massive disservice yeah. watch it go back and watch the
1: classics because i feel
2: like dracula creature from the black, black lagoon, lagoon like
1: watch them before you can't watch them anymore or before they're rebooted into something trashy yeah um
2: and just, you Sorry. know, just people like, oh, I don't like black and white movies or I don't, whatever. Just watch it. Shut yeah. up.
0: And that's where we're actually going to end it for today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we do have, this whole podcast actually took almost two hours to record. And it is filled, filled with great movies, great horror sequels. Uh, but yeah, it went a little lengthy. These guys are just so, so so filled with so much knowledge about these movies, and I don't want it to get too lost away from time. Um, so we're breaking it apart in two parts. It's the first time we're, we're doing this. We're trying it out, seeing how it works, and see how y'all uh, uh, respond to it. Um, so yeah, so we got 10 through 6, um, and then tomorrow we'll have the 5 to 1. You know, and so, and make sure, make sure you, you if like, uh, you know, going to the 10 to 6, um, if you think... You know, you have a different tendency. Let me know it on Twitter or let me know what you thought of the, of the guys' uh, you know, selections that they made. Um, you can find me at Twitter at Tank underscore Rodriguez. And that'll be changing soon, guys. Let's face it. Yeah, it's called the Tank Rodriguez Show. Definitely, right? I started this. Uh, this is my creation. But the horror pot of horrors. Let's be honest, folks. If you just got done listening to that, you know I barely had any in- input in there. Uh, one that's by choice because um, these guys, I, I, I don't ha- I don't hold a flame to their their candle uh, when it comes to horror movies. Um, so um, this is their show. This is not my show. So I want to make sure you, you know they stay under, of course, the Tink Rodriguez uh, you know umbrella. That's great. You know I'm not going anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but we got to give credit where credit is due. This is their show, and they deserve all that glory. Um, I love being in that conversation, and I'll still be in that conversation, but I want to make sure um, that we decide, you know, we come up with a different name for the show uh, to, to make sure we give the spotlight to Derek and to James. Um, but, yeah, so uh, just be on the lookout for that. But, yeah, you go and give me a follow. Um, you know, make sure you, you, you follow us here on Spotify and on Apple Podcast. Uh, you know, we always enjoy those five-star ratings. We really do appreciate it. And of course, leave a review and let me know what you think. Also, on Twitter, uh, again, let us know what you thought about the 10 through 6. Do we miss anything? Or make some some predictions as far as what they are going to talk about from their 5 to 1. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for listening in. We'll see you tomorrow for Part Deux. And yeah, have a great day!